Welcome back to the game portion of Ref the District, episode 100. Thank you all for uh, being here. we got a bunch more people who came in. Blue City Empire Sports has popped in. Mr. Attitude Era, James King, Ivan LFC. Yam is here. Love some Yam when he's uh, uh, interacting with us. Uh, See No One is here. Uh, Javier Griffin is here. Um, so we've got uh, all kinds of new folks who have popped in. We appreciate all of you for being here. Um, of course, Tommy T. I think we mentioned Tommy T. earlier. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, put that stuff there. Put your comments there in the box. Hit that like button. We appreciate it. And if you haven't uh, already, hit that subscribe button. Trev, what up? here in the game, let's talk about a few things. First, let's talk about the Skybar injury report. Skybar is in Lexington, Virginia. Trev is the proprietor proprietor of Skybar. So if you head out there, if you're ever in that area, head over to Skybar. Your first drink, as long as you mention Ref the District, the first drink is on the house. Yes, sir. And Trev will hook you up, and he will treat you like a king if you stop by. So do that at Skybar. Trev, give us the injury report first for San Francisco. Okay. Uh, two big ones that are DNPs probably for the rest of the season, if you guys didn't know already. Jimmy Garoppolo with that foot injury. Yep, for and sure. Debo Samuel with the ankle and knee injury. They're both pretty much done for the season, or at least they might get Debo At least back the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely Debo's not playing this week. Uh, defensive lineman Eric Armstead. That's a big deal. What, limited, what was he? Limited foot limited, and ankle okay. on Tuesday and today. Um, defensive lineman Kerry Hyder, he did not play yesterday, and he's limited today with the ankle. Christian McCaffrey is on there with a knee injury, limited both yesterday and today. He's going to play. Yes. Brock Purdy, oblique and rib, he had that same problem going in the last game. They still won. He played, limited both days as well. Cornerback Ambry Thomas, ankle, limited both days. Traverius Ward, cornerback, concussion, limited both days. He'll probably play. Wide receiver Danny Gray, never heard of him. Hamstring, he was a full participant. Trent Williams is on there. He did not play yesterday because of rest, but he played full today. Yep. And Samuel Womack, another cornerback concussion full both days. Okay. So it seems like everybody's going to be available to go by the time. Saturday. Yeah, but Debo's not there. That's a big no, deal. No, that's, that's huge. And McCaffrey, you know. McCaffrey, he'll play. But he's hit or miss. You know, he'll play. So right. for the Commanders. The only DNP we have is Sadiq Charles, concussion. DNP mm. yesterday and today. Concussion from, did he play? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Next up, we have Cam Curl, ankle. He was limited both yesterday and today. Mm. Antonio Gibson, foot. That's been lingering for a while now. Yeah. Both for limited yesterday years. and today. Yeah. Andrew Norwell, shoulder. He was limited yesterday and today, but he's at the Caps game. He'll play. He's good. St. <laughs> Juiced ankle uh, limited and Wednesday. He went on record saying he's going he's gonna to play in San Francisco on Saturday. So look for that to happen. Yeah, Chase, Young. <laughs> Chase Young, knee limited both days. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then I, mean, I don't know either. Uh, B Rob had a quad, but he was full on both yesterday and today. And that's it. So, okay. So I think the big ones there, of course. We've already talked uh, quite a bit about Chase uh, playing, not playing uh, mm-hmm. this week. Benjamin St. Juice, that's a big. I think everybody else that you I'm mentioned not. will probably play. But Benjamin St. Juice, we all thought he was going to play this past week. Right. And he didn't. So 
I think, I think he, he told the beat reporters he's playing mm-hmm. against San Fran, and I think that's a big deal. It's huge. So we need him in there. He's he's uh, really stepped up in his second year and has been a, a rock there at one of the corner spots. So Benjamin St. Juice playing is a big deal. Yes. So let's talk about San Fran here just for a second. All okay. right. We already know uh, how good of a team that they are. They're 10-4. and four, Okay. Right? They've won the uh, NFC West. That's mm-hmm. locked up. They're in the playoffs. Yep. Now they're battling for position. Okay. They've done it with three quarterbacks. They've played three quarterbacks this year. <laughs> of course, uh, Trey Lance started out the year as the starter. He got yep. hurt, done for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo came in, was playing really well. Yeah, He got hurt. He's done for at least the regular season, probably for the year. And now Brock Purdy has come in the last three games, yeah. three and a half maybe. He came in for part of that game that Garoppolo got hurt, I believe. And he's played the last three games. Of course, he's known as uh, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft this year, the 2022 draft. Right. And he's played – look, he's played okay. He's getting a lot of pub. He hasn't been that great. But he no. has managed this offense well. And Kyle Shanahan has done a great job uh, teaching him and limiting his ability to make mistakes. Yeah. Let me ask you about uh, Brock Purdy. In your eyes, what do you think about him in running this offense? He has weapons around him, and he's a decent quarterback. He has an arm. I yeah. mean, that's what it is. If you have weapons around you, you can succeed at least a little bit, if not even half of what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. So I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's Mr. Relevant, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's a third-string quarterback. He's a backup, and he's doing what he's supposed to do, manage the offense and manage mm-hmm. the game. They're not asking him to come in and break records. and not asking the, you know, this is your audition tape to be a starter. Like, they just come in and do your job. And he's done it. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been no. flashy. No. He just hasn't made mistakes. That one throw to Christian McCaffrey, the over-the-shoulder touchdown, that was a nice throw. That was mm-hmm. a nice throw. I'll give him that. But mm-hmm. every dog has his day. So it's like. It yeah. I mean, when you've got guys like Debo Samuel, who's hurt, mm-hmm. understand. But you've got Christian McCaffrey. George okay. Kittle. You've got George Kittle. That's right. You've got an excellent offensive line. And, of Trent course. Williams. Yeah. Of course, you've got the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. So you can go out there and play a little bit free where you don't have to worry about everything being on your shoulders. And your defense provides you short fields. That's right. You don't have to claw your way to a touchdown from way back, you know? There's going to come a point in this Brock Purdy, whatever you want to call it, this – this ride that he's on right now with San Francisco, mm-hmm. there's going to come a point where he's going to come back down to earth, yep. where he's going to regress, where he's going to look like a sixth round or seventh round pick, yep. where he's going to look like a third stringer. It's going to happen it is because happen. he is Brock Purdy. He is not the next Tom Brady. He is not the next Kurt Warner. No. He's not y'all. Okay. He's, not. he's playing over his head and he's going to come down. Will he come down? This game. Yeah. Is this the game that he regresses to the mean? I think so, bro. I don't think he's faced. I mean, he played Tampa Bay, but their defensive line is not what it was 
or what it's portrayed to be. This yeah. defensive line he's about to face on Saturday is a real deal. Now, granted, if he's watching Phil from Sunday, he'll think he's going to have a field day because we didn't touch Daniel Jones on Sunday. Right. But if he looks at tape over the season, he'll figure out why we were getting some recognition about our defensive line here before mm-hmm. the Giants game. So this is a, the best chance, I think, for him to come back down to earth. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Smith Williams, Montez Sweat. Go get him. <laughs> Chase Young. Uh, yeah, Chase Young. Go get him. Two hills. Yeah, I him. mean he's 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 going like I said, he's going to come down to earth. He's yeah. not he's look, next year you're not gonna hear of Brock Burr. No. Okay. He's he's just playing way over his head. He's mm-hmm. not a great quarterback mm-hmm. who just fell to the seventh round and they right. fell into their laps. <laughs> right. He was a third stringer for a reason. Yeah, okay, he was the last pick of the draft for a reason, right? And he's just doing a good job right now of not mm-hmm. screwing it all up. So, I hope it's this game. It might be next game. It might be their playoff game, right? You know, when they're playing another great defense or whatever, whoever it may mm-hmm. be. But he is going to come back down to earth. Yeah, and I and I can't wait till that happens. And I certainly hope. Uh, that it's this particular game. Like, despite how well he's been playing, he does not scare me Saturday at all. He doesn't scare you. He do, he's not a mobile quarterback. No. Okay, and mobile quarterbacks are what gives every team a problem and gives Washington a problem. And that's what they've had to deal with these last five or six weeks. They've had to deal with Daniel Jones twice, Jalen Hurts, uh, Marcus Mariota. That's who they've been dealing with these last few weeks are these mobile quarterbacks. Brock Purdy's not that guy. I think he has like 15 rushes for two yards. Yeah. Okay. He's not that guy. The same similar offense. Christian McCaffrey is Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is Brock Purdy. That's right. Except they have George Kittle. Yes. Right. And he's a difference maker. Huge. Huge difference maker. So I think they just need to focus on stopping Kittle. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And – Play McCaffrey nah. the same as you play Saquon. Exactly. That's right. Saquon He's- didn't – come on. He didn't do anything. He had one, two yards rushing less than Brian Robinson and, like, more carries. That's right. He didn't do I anything. mean, he was good late because right. they had that one drive where he had three big to runs kill the in a row. But, like, it wasn't like – He, he wasn't no gashing them all game. No. No, of course not. So, yeah. So, you're exactly right. Just have the same plan on how you're, you're going to stop McCaffrey. Now, McCaffrey's a – he can line up a receiver all the time and he can do a lot of things. Okay. I'm not saying that he's not going to get his because he probably will, but you've got to stop Kittle. Brandon Ayuk is good. Okay. He's not Debo. He's, he's not a number one guy. He's a Darius Slayton. Okay. Sorry. That's who he, I mean, he he is. is. He's a, he's a good two or three, number two or number three receiver. That's all he is. Yes. So let's not, put him up on this pedestal that he's some great receiver. He's mm-hmm. a good receiver and everybody's got a Brandon Ayuk. Every team's got one of those. Yeah. So I wouldn't be afraid of that. No. Now, uh, a couple of things I want to throw out at you. Of course, we know about their defense, right? They're the number one defense. And it's, it's not scary. even close. It's scary. They're the number one rushing defense. Not even close. Mm. They have not given up more to one back they have not given up more than 59 yards in a game this year to a running back. 59, Trev. That's the most. 
and that was the guy from Atlanta. Oh, we got this then. Right? So, uh, I mean, they've had other great runners that they've they've played against, but the guy from Atlanta has had the best day. So let's not get uh, uh, too excited about what, what B-Rob is going to do. But Washington's 5-0 and when B-Rob carries more than 15 times. Scott Turner, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Scott Turner? Yeah. So what do we got to do, Trev? Feed the what rock. do we got to do to beat San Francisco? Score points, man. Well, how are they going to score points? Run the ball. How's Washington going to score points? <laughs> Run the ball, play action. It's funny because Ron Rivera said after the game that he realized that they should, you know, run the ball more and that can get their play action going and make it more whatever. Duh! Like they're teaching kids that and 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 Pop Warner football, Ron. Like mm-hmm. this is the NFL. People who play Madden and don't even watch the NFL, they know that. Like it's not hard. So we got to run the ball. Give B Rob twenty. I want B Rob to have twenty touches. I don't care. I don't minimum, care. Minimum, Trev. Minimum. Minimum. If you get if you get bored watching it, turn the channel. Sorry, we're running the ball. I, I'm sorry. That's what we have to do. Because Taylor Heineke. If you want him to make these throws, you got it. It's got to go off play action. Hmm. It's got to go off play action. That's right. And and Washington is normally a high play action team, but against the Giants for whatever reason, they just they got out of their they got out of their lane for whatever reason against the Giants in the second game. For whatever reason, they didn't do what they knew they had to do to win. I agree, James. But like, I don't know if you watched all season, but. Taylor Heineke has maybe four decent passes a game. The rest are dump offs and the, the receivers mm-hmm. get the yaks. So yeah. like maybe do more of that, but we can't do bombs with Taylor Heineke. We can't do deep throws. I mean, he had Curtis Samuel Sunday. His man was beat down the sideline and Curtis had to stop his route to catch the ball. Mm. And toe drag and go out of bounds. That was a walk-in touchdown if we had a comparable arm. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's their pass defense, Stoner? Their pass defense is ranked number San Francisco defense passing 13th. You know, a little bit better than middle of the pack. But still, I don't know, man. But overall, their points per game, they're number one. They only give yeah. up 15 points a game. And that's what we score. So, it's, I, we'll- I tweeted. Yeah. They only have defense. Stay on the sideline and just let us play. And go down. Yeah. We'll score the same amount of points as if you're playing defense because we yeah. can't score points. All right. So if that's the case, Trev. Yeah. Why is Washington not starting Carson Wentz? Because Ron Rivera. Just no. Thinks- let me let me rephrase that, Trev. Okay. Why? Okay, let me just ask you this. If it were up to you, who would you start? Carson Wentz. Why would you start Carson Wentz this week? After everything that Taylor has done for you, why would you start Carson Wentz this week? Because, in all honesty, and I'll probably get a lot of backlash, but and for the most part, what has Taylor Heineke done for us during this winning streak? Let's be honest. He's the one who is in charge of scoring points, right? And yeah, you win a game by scoring more points to the other person. But if he didn't have help from that stout defense we had, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be averaging the, the 17 points we're averaging now. Yeah. It's it's bad. 
our defense is, deserves all the credit in the world why we had that winning streak or why we're in the playoff position we are now. I okay. Mean, uh, counterpoint. Yes. All right. Carson Wentz's points per game were less than Taylor Heineke's. He also had less weapons, and the defense was not play- – and the defense was a different defense at the time. Okay. Counterpoint. Okay. Carson Wentz was sacked at an alarmingly higher rate than Taylor Heineke. Uh, brand new continuity with O-line, protection, communication, first four games of the season. That's, I mean. First six, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just. I mean, he got that nine-sack game against Philadelphia. That was mm-hmm. rough. But the same result as Taylor's back there. We're not scoring points. Sacks or not. <laughs> okay. Um, so if it were up to you, you would start Carson Wentz this week. Yep, you got B Rob, you got a healthy Curtis Samuel, you got Tamar McLaurin who's balling out. Um, you actually look at your tight ends for what it's worth. We have poopy tight ends, but at least they get targets. I mean, we score points. Yeah. He, he takes shots down the field, the ball gets there. He knows how to run play action. Give him a shot, man. You paid the man $28, $30 million. He broke his finger. Uh, and and Ron has already said he's had a conversation with both guys. He's already come out and said if Taylor did not lead that drive down the field to make it 14 and nine or whatever at right after halftime, mm-hmm. he was already considering putting Carson Wentz in. Mm. If you're already considering that, making that move, yeah. go ahead and make the move now. Don't do, don't destroy Taylor Heineke's, Taylor Heineke's moxie by saying like, you're pretty much saying, Hey bro, you don't do what you need to do in this first half of the next game. You're coming out. Okay. So why is he, why is he not doing it? Why is he not doing it? Yeah, why is he because not starting he, him now? He's got these beer goggles on of about the success that we've had mm. with Taylor under center. Yeah. But he needs to wipe the, get different glasses and say, yeah, he's under center, but he don't play defense, and our defense is balling out. He has Terry McLaurin, De'Ami Brown, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, B-Rob, Logan Thomas, Cole Turner, and you score 12 points. Yeah. Okay. It's time. It's just time. Uh, what are you, gonna I, <laughs> you know, I've I've said this entire time that Heineke's been in there. I've said that you have to stick with Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. simply because you're winning. Right. Okay. And you just can't say, well, we're winning, but we're going to change a very popular quarterback. And I mean popular in the locker room. Yeah, it doesn't matter what fans think, and he's right. very popular with the fans, mm-hmm. but he's very popular with his teammates. Oh, and Jahan Dotson, yes. What's that? I forgot Jahan Dotson is a weapon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I've said that this whole time about mm-hmm. that you have to continue to okay. I'm ready to make the move to Wentz. And I don't I don't I'm not a Carson Wentz guy. Okay, I'm not saying that they he should have been playing all this time and that he's the guy and all this other stuff. But you have to at some point, I think you do have to make that move. And it might be at halftime of this coming game. If it's they're if, if he has the same first half against the Niners that he oh, had yeah. against the Giants, it's coming out. He's he's probably coming out. Yeah. Um but it's it's just kind of gotten to that point now, okay? He was there, and they were winning. 
Okay, the last two weeks, you have a tie and a loss. Yeah. So you're no longer winning. Thank you. And that's above all, you will lose, you'll lose the locker room where I said you'll lose the locker room if you change the Carson yeah. Wentz. Now you're gonna so lose you're the- gonna lose the locker room <laughs> if you don't go to Carson Wentz. Thank you. That, it, I agree, bro. Absolutely I agree. It's gonna happen. Because the defense has has been the same this entire time, even during the tie and the loss Sunday. Taylor can't score points. That's he for whatever reason he he's very much struggles to do that. I mean, if you look at his two turnovers oh that were gosh. just backbreakers, one was that. a touchdown, right? That's seven points that you can take off the board if he doesn't do that. Yeah. And the other one was in at the five yard or ten yard line, whatever that was, mm-hmm. where at very worst you're going to get three points. You win the game if he doesn't turn those, make those two turnovers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This whole, all our losses outside of Dallas and Philly, pretty much, we beat ourselves. Yeah. Interception Titans, interception Vikings, a tie Giants. Um, the lack of offensive structure against the Giants on Sunday, like all of our losses, we beat ourselves. Yeah. And, and like that throw to, Curtis Samuel, like you said, late in that last drive, which eventually they did not score. Oh my god. If he had thrown that ball like a normal quarterback should Bro. throw that ball, that was a touchdown. It was a walk-in touchdown. Somebody put that on Twitter, and I don't know if I put it in the group chat, but they they showed the Carson wins to Tamar McClure and Jacksonville Jaguar down the sideline bomb touchdown. Mm-hmm. It yep. was the exact same play that C- Curtis Samuel ran. And he even had a he had like Ten more steps on his defender than Terry did. didn't have a safety coming over either. At all. And right. my man had to stop and adjust, make the catch, and go out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just kind of it, – it's we're there. We're at that point where the leash for Taylor Heineke is as short as I'm it's sorry. ever going to be. There's, it's not like, oh, I wonder if he's going to do – we shouldn't have to depend on – the game to come down to crunch time and we're, we're down by a, a score for Taylor Heineke to bring out his magic. Uh, that's yeah. ridiculous. We shouldn't have to wish that we're trailing so he can come back and, and do what he does. Right. That's right. Bad, bro. To, to show that urgency or, yeah, or like, just make plays. No, just because there yeah. are times when he, he just goes out there and he just plays. Right. And that is when he's in those pressure situations where he just goes out there and he just, slings the ball all over the place like there was that one throw to Dotson on that out pattern in that last drive where he just he went he did his three steps he turned and he just threw it to where Jahan is supposed to be and it was a perfect pass right to Jahan and he goes I'm talking about the in the last drive oh yeah it's an out pattern he went out of bounds Mm -hmm. it was a great throw to Jahan Dotson because he he didn't think about it he didn't he didn't worry about if there's a safety or if there's a linebacker underneath. He just said, we've got to make this play. I've just got to go out and make this play, so I'm going to go do it because the the time is now. The urgency is is right in front of us. So, I, Scott Turner, this is your fault a little bit too. There's no, oh, it's, it's, it's huge on Scott I mean, Turner. like I just don't understand how you've had a quarterback in th- at three different teams, Vikings, Panthers, and now Commanders. And you still don't know how to really use him. Like, I just, you know, his weakness is his noodle arm. He, so mm-hmm. stop making him do these seven step drop backs to launch it. Stop yeah. making him, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> well, he, you, 
you missed uh, my theory on Monday about Scott Turner. What is that? Okay, so here's my theory. You ready? Yeah. Scott Turner is young offensive coordinator. I don't even know how old he is, but in NFL coaching years, he's young. Right. Okay. I, somebody let us know here in the chat. Let us know how old Scott Turner is. I'm guessing he's close to 40, maybe even older than that. Okay. His desire, just like any offensive coordinator, his desire is to be a head coach, right? Everybody's desire is to one day be a head coach. Mm -hmm. You don't get into the coaching profession just to, you know, be an understudy for 40 years. You're trying to get up to the top, okay? So let's say he goes into this offseason and he's got to put his resume against these other young guys, these other coaches or retreads, whoever, and they got to put it in front of who's ever making the decision for the head coaching job of the Houston Texans. I don't know who's mm-hmm. looking for a head coach this year, but let's just say Houston. They always seem to be looking for a head coach. Yeah, I think Levy's gone. Yeah, all right. So his head coaching resume cannot be, I gave it to Brian Robinson 40 times a game that I ran the ball 45 to 50 times a game. Now, we won those games. We won them 16 to 13 because we have a great defense, okay? He can't do that. He won't get the job. But if his resume is showing innovation, is showing creativity, is to showing three-man backfields with with, uh, Heineke and Gibson and Samuel and B-Rob and Logan Thomas – and Armani Rogers under center and running wild. You know what I mean? All these things that they've done, a flea flicker on second and three. And then on third and three, giving it to your your (laughs) wide receiver, your slot guy, your end arounds to De'Ami Brown, things like that. That will get you a head coaching job. But what this team needs to do to win, which is give the ball to B-Rob, you know, I'm being a little bit, exaggerating a little bit, but Uh, give it to him 25, 30 times and run the ball 40 to 45 times, he won't do that. He can't do that. So that's my theory on Scott Turner is if he just Mm -hmm. runs it, then he's never going to get a head coaching job because he's just some guy who hands the ball off every down. I agree with that theory. I do. But also when it comes down to the no-brainers, when we're at the five-yard line, fourth, we're lining up in shotgun, mm-hmm. that's just put all what gets atten- what gets attention? Scoring points? You- Scoring points. I know, but but what gets you more attention is how you score those points. I look at – I watch the- some innovative plays to make easy touchdowns. Where was Nick Sirianni before he became head coach of the Eagles? He was OC of I don't know. He I can't remember where he was. All I'm saying is I'll look it up real quick. The Eagles, they really aren't that exotic in their in their in their offensive scheme. Well, yeah, but they run a they they run a college offense, which maybe is what we need to do. <laughs> well, you yeah, know? but their personnel because of their quarterback. But true, but that's also, why they run that. I see them. They lined up in like a almost a victory formation at the one yard line the last game, and Jalen Hurst just snuck it in for a touchdown. Yeah, 
Why why don't we that's what I'm talking about? Like when it's no branding situations like that, that's not the time to be innovative. It's time to be smart and basic and whatever scores your points from the one yard line. Who was it? Tay and Todd put on a tweet. We got to the Giants 35, one, and five yard line. No points. Zero points. That's so you can you can throw a flea flicker at half at midfield, second and three. You can run a, a reverse screen. You can do this, but when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. of why of, on the how what it takes us to win the game as to score a point, yeah. and you can't do it, you're not gonna get a head coaching job, bro. So he I needs, hear you. and if that I like that theory, and if that's the case, he needs to go ahead and 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 get that out of his head. You're not North Turner. You're not ever gonna be your dad. <laughs> No well, offense. if he had who was that great? If he had Troy coach. Aikman, yeah. <laughs> as a quarterback, he would right. be <laughs> right. So like somebody I, would oh, go ahead. And I know, like, this is the only benefit of the doubt I give Scott Turner. He's had how many quarterbacks his whole time in Washington? That's sure. the only thing I'll give him. That yeah. that's the only thing. That's right. I don't give a damn who's quarterback. One yard line, Stoner, line up under center, run it in, done. Yeah, I don't I don't care who's quarterback. So. You're right. You're you're right. They just they they overthink it. They get too cute. They want to put stuff out there on their resume to show, mm-hmm. you know, other bosses that yeah, they do this. Yeah, I've got this great mind and all that other stuff. So that's just kind of my my theory about like why it. he gets just too fancy at times in the middle of the field. Get fancy. Did you hear Ron's um, presser after the game or his interview with JP Finley? Uh, in, in regards to what? Like how the offense went to score points. He kind of like was like, well, you know, we need to run the ball more and be more effective of our play action. Like he was very stern and like kind of like letting Scott Turner know in an interview like, yo, this is mm. what we need to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's finally starting to become fr- – the frustration is starting to really set in that, look, you need to call a better game. Even B Rob was making a comment about the game. About, yeah, about absolutely. Well, they like, asked him about it today too. They asked Scott Turner about it today, and he even um, admitted, "I should have run. We should have run the ball." He didn't say that specifically, but right. he was just like, "We should have given the ball to B Rob a lot more." Too late now. I know, and and we've all been screaming that. Not that you know we're all, as you said in the beginning, that we're all like football savants. No. But we can see it that that's what makes this team. Stats don't lie, bro. Seven and a half yards of carry. Yeah. Stats don't lie. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, Scott Turner, uh, as people pointed out, he was the OC in uh, Indianapolis uh, before he got here. Mm. Uh, not Scott Turner, um, Sirianni. Nick oh. Sirianni was the OC with Indianapolis. And Scott Turner is 40 years old, exactly wow. 40. Um, and, and let's not forget how he got this job, too, because Ron Rivera did not bring him right away when he got the job. OK, he interviewed a bunch of offensive coordinators. And the reason Ron Rivera hired Scott Turner is because Scott Turner came in with a detailed plan on how he was going to fix Dwayne. Haskins. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's we all talk about this whole Chase Young thing that they never should have drafted Chase, that they should have drafted Tua. Yeah or Herbert, who were drafted after him. But they had Dwayne Haskins coming off his rookie year. At they had spent a 17th pick or ninth, what was he, 17th, 15. 15th pick mm-hmm. on him. Right? They weren't gonna, right after that, like 17 or 19. Yeah, they, they weren't going to uh, they weren't going to draft a quarterback. No. 
that year. He was the he was our he was he the was guy. the guy. And then you bring in Tur- uh, Rivera, you bring in Turner, and Turner says, "This is how I'm going to fix Dwayne Haskins." And by the way, I'm not trying to uh, talk no, ill of the past, but, but it didn't work. It didn't work. Okay, he didn't fix Dwayne Haskins. That lasted like half the year, and then they said, not only did they say he's not good enough to be the quarterback of this team, he's not good enough to be on this team. Yeah, and they released him. Yeah, right, right away. Mm-hmm. So that we we tend to forget that about Scott Turner and how he got this job in the first place. He failed at what his whole plan was. Yeah, to Ron Rivera said, that, "I will fix yeah. Dwayne Haskins," and he didn't. And he didn't. And then he got an extension after that. Yeah, he did. Now it's a non-guaranteed extension, so we could let him go. So you can let him go, and it's nothing. You know, it's, it doesn't hurt the payroll, if you will. Although I don't want to go too far on this tangent, but let's say new ownership is happening, but doesn't happen until next year. We go a whole season. Yeah, but does Ron Rivera stays? Does he keep Scott Turner? You think, or you think he goes a different direction, offense coordinator? Um, I think if thing it, it, I mean, just these next three weeks are huge. Yeah, people on that decision, right? If offensively, if they improve, and it's because Scott Turner is doing some things that helps this offense, and they go two and one, and they score 25, 26 points a game. Then you can say, okay, look, he figured it out once he got everybody healthy. But we'll see. And the whole ownership situation is going to throw a whole wrinkle into this offseason with free agents, with coaching, with Get the popcorn ready, draft, all of that stuff. That's about to be wild. Because we if you don't know who the owner is going to be, how are you going to sign free agents? It's it's exactly what the Washington Nationals are going through right now. Yep. When they see the New York Mets, the Mets have a almost $500 million payroll this year. Just this year, uh-huh. their payroll is almost five when you count the luxury tax that they have to pay. Yep. The Nats are just over $100 million. Yeah. Okay? Because they don't know who the owner is, and no one's there to say, yes, you can go out and sign uh, Justin Verlander for right. $120 million. Right. You can go out and sign you know, so-and-so for – for three hundred million, there's now, nobody there because you don't know who the owner is. And now the Sun, the Commanders, the Phoenix Sun just got a new owner for mm-hmm. they just sold for four billion dollars. I think this past week, this earlier this week. So we're our jaws are going to hit the floor when we see how much the Commanders are going to go for. Yeah. I think they're going to go for over seven billion. I, I yeah, especially I mean that's insane. Four billion. The Sun, okay. the Phoenix Suns went right. for four billion. Right, right, yeah. I mean, the NBA team, they're not as Charles Barkley and Dan Marley. That's all they got. <laughs> yeah. That's, the commanders, that's bro. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, by the way, Trev, yeah. um, have you seen the latest projections for Taylor Heineke's contract? Have you seen these? Has He's going to go get the bag somewhere else, bro. Has anybody in the chat seen how much they're projecting for Taylor Heineke? Let me see if I can pull that up. I think JP Finley tweeted that. I got the amount in my head. I know what it is. It was like nineteen million a year. Nineteen point seven million dollars a year. You're going to pay Taylor. Now they're not going to, because he's there's something about uh, like Ryan Tannehill's contract that skews all the numbers. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But so be close. he's going to get. He's going to get 
probably in the six to ten range. And he's going to go somewhere else to get that because we're not going to give him that. Correct. Because you're not going to pay him that and pay whomever. We got to pay Deron Payne. We got to pay some other people first. And we need somebody to come play, take his spot too. So, Well, you're going to end up paying uh, Lamar Jackson $35 million. Oh, yeah. I was talking about that with Ethan at the game, those the, the raffle winner who joined us in the suite. I said I was thinking that like Taylor, should we keep him or should he go get that bag somewhere else? I think he should get the bag somewhere else. Yeah, he's going to go. He's going to get a bag. Okay, you see how valuable backups are. Oh my god, people what, love what a him. lot of these guys are doing. He loves him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he's going to get it somewhere else for sure. See ya, Sam Howe. Welcome to number two, baby. Yeah, he'll be the number two for sure. Hey, great Watubi. Great Watubi. <laughs> I think we can actually win at San Fran, but we have to play almost perfectly. That's a great segue because coming up on the cooldown, we're going to give our predictions of this game. So hang there here in just a second, and we'll be right back. The cooldown is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. 